0: Welcome to another episode of Lost and Founder. This is episode 5 and I'm thrilled to be uh, speaking to you again for the 5th week, 5th consecutive week so uh, thank you for sticking with me and um, I hope you've enjoyed the previous episodes. Thanks again to everybody who's given me feedback and uh, listened along, it means the world to me. If you're new to this show, Lost and Founder is all about... Well, it's about me talking into a microphone, uh, sharing my real-world experiences as a founder of a software company, GoSquared, and uh, hopefully it's helpful for other people, it seems to be helping other people so far, at least in a tiny way, and uh, the journey of being a founder can often be very lonely, even as a co-founder, it can be very lonely. So, I want you to know you're not alone, and I hope you enjoy today's show. The primary thing I wanted to talk about this week was around a bit of reflection on my previous couple of weeks. And last week, I really felt like I was not myself. Last week, I had a really tough week, and I really struggled to focus, to do the job that my team needed me to do. And I kind of wanted to sum this all up as really about focusing on the business versus focusing in the business. That's probably how I'd sum up the the chapter, <laughs> the title. And I, I think there's, there's probably a lot we could talk about on this topic, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But I think for me and i'm sure a lot of other people listening they often start a business especially like especially a software business i think a lot of people start not as managers but as makers as people who create things so for me i would class myself more as a a designer than anything i i love designing things i'm happiest or i'm very happy when i'm using tools like sketch or Adobe Illustrator or Figma and I'll happily waste away my hours designing things and creating things. And when we started GoSquared as a three, that was very much, we were all makers. So JT was an exceptional programmer, as was Jeff. And, um, I should say, ah, they are <laughs> exceptional programmers. And, and as a three, we made a good team because we could build stuff, which is kind of helpful when you're trying to make software. And, and that was really advantageous until you start adding people to the team. And, and then I think for a lot of people, they find actually it's not about making anymore. It's about also working with other people and collaborating. And you get into this difficult phase of trying to balance how much time to spend making versus managing others. And... And I think for me, this is something I continue to struggle because I think at a certain size of team, you still do need to be in that maker mode a little bit of time. But, you know, as you grow, you know, as you become tens or hundreds of people, obviously the people running those companies, there's less and less time to be spent making and you've got a lot of people to be managing or you've got a lot of leadership and guidance to be to be giving and um, and I think I find myself sometimes well plugging the gaps on the team you know we're still a relatively small team so I sometimes find myself naturally falling into some of those roles I once did much more so design various design responsibilities, or writing responsibilities, or jumping on various calls with various people, like customers and potential customers, or handling the odd support ticket. And thankfully, now we have a fantastic team that handles the vast majority of those things. But there's there's always things that fall through the cracks. And I think last week, for me, I I fell down a bit of a rabbit hole on this. and ended up spending too much of my time in that maker mode and i don't know how much to blame external factors like last week in london it was an absolute scorcher and it was extremely hard to focus i think everyone found it difficult anyone who doesn't live in london will know how poorly prepared most of us in london are for extreme weather that happens every year so either extreme sunshine or extreme snow but I think last week that certainly affected my mood and my my ability to be 100%. And I got to the end of the week feeling like I had chipped away at some things and made some progress on some things. But I also got to the end of the week feeling incredibly frustrated because I'd let the week pass without giving enough guidance and clarity and direction to the rest of the team. And it's sort of like you're... You got your head down, working away on something, and then you look up and realize there's chaos around you and people are people are <laughs> unsure of where to spend their time, what to do, what to prioritize, what to not do. And I think for me, getting to the end of the week, I I took the weekend to reflect on it and I I said to myself, I just I can't let that happen again. Like if you want to go what's that phrase that quote if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together and um and i really felt that i'd missed missed an opportunity or 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 dropped the ball last week and i tried to start this week with a lot more intention one of the things i actually try to do when i'm i'm falling into the trap of of too much doing versus guiding and leading, is I, I have a little sketchbook, like notebook, by my computer on my desk, and I try to <laughs> write. You're going to think this is cheesy. Of course you are, but you're listening. So hopefully you'll roll with it. I wrote, I, I write various phrases to give me some advice or, or keep me on the straight and narrow when I'm struggling. And one of the things I've noticed is that I find it much easier to give other people advice than to give myself advice. I don't know if you've found this yourself, but often it's much easier to help someone with their problems rather than rather than give yourself that help that you may need. And so one of the things I've written down is just a question, what would James the CEO do? What would James the CEO do? I didn't write it twice. I just thought I'll repeat it just uh, just for a laugh. Anyway, what I try to do with that phrase, though, is I paint a sort of ideal picture of of how I'd be operating as a CEO in my head, not how what would James the designer do or what would James' the friend do, but what would James the CEO do. And, you know, I think we all have a, a mental image of, of those different roles. And, and I, I often refer to that when times are tough or when I'm struggling, because it does help me get some clarity. It sounds silly, but it does, because I think, well, a CEO in this situation, well, they would be very decisive. They would make a call and move on. They would be optimising for the the success of the company rather than necessarily short-term happiness or satisfaction. They would be bold. They would be inspiring. They would be guiding people they would be helping their team achieve what they need and I've, I find that that simple quote that simple phrase and very very helpful to refer to and and I actually now I try to write it on my sketchbook at, at the start of every week I kind of turn a new page and write out some of the things I'm planning and I try to write that out every week as a again like another way to mentally reinforce that that person i'm ideally trying to to be at at work and yeah that's 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 just one of the silly little things that i try to to do another thing i've really try to do, and again, I, I think I need to keep working on this, but I'm sure most of you listening use some sort of task manager to-do list tool. I, I use a tool called Things, which I love, but I'm not here to promote apps or anything like that. But but I, I mention it because I have a to-do list and I, I often find it very easy as I'm sure everyone does, to add things to that to-do list. But one of the things I try to do with my to-do list is to categorise what's on my to-do list into things that are me focusing on the business and things that are me spending time in the business. And that categorization may seem simple, but it's actually very clarifying, at least for me. and and by that i mean there's a lot of things i can do that are in the business to help push things along so i might be able to write a blog post i might be able to design a quick image for someone i might be able to respond to a customer quite quickly but a lot of those things are not really my job anymore and and i find It's very difficult because I always want to be helpful. I always want to be pushing things forward. I always want to be leading by example. But if I spend too much of my time on those tasks, then I'm using that time, that precious time, instead of focusing on the business. And by focusing on the business, I mean tasks like clarifying the reason the company exists, clarifying where people should and shouldn't spend their time, clarifying the goals and milestones we're trying to get to, clarifying direction and who we're serving, spending time trying to find the best people to join the team, trying to find time to to give people the guidance and inspiration they need. And, and those things, if I'm not doing them, then, there's not a lot of other places in the company where they're going to come from. So it's absolutely essential that I spend time on those things, on the spending time on the business, not in the business. But what I find so difficult is that often the things that are in the business are very urgent. You know, we've got to get this blog post out today, we've got, to, we've got to get this email newsletter out and we don't have an image for it. They're often very urgent and, you know, very clearly done or not done, whereas the things that are task work spent on the business, it doesn't, it's never as visible as that. Often you can spend days, weeks thinking on something or trying to figure something out And nothing really changes, whether or not that's decided or not in the in the short term. And and it's not very clear to people (laughs) whether that's done or not done. Or or that thinking is is never clearly done because it's always evolving. But the long-term, the medium and long-term consequences of that work not being done have a far, far greater impact on on the team and on the company as a whole. And and I think I, I just try to keep reminding myself of that because, well, yeah, as as a founder, as a CEO, like those are the things that if I'm not doing them, then they're not getting done. And if they're not getting done, then the company is essentially rudderless. It's like a ship without a, a captain at the wheel. And so, so yeah, trying to, to keep myself doing those things, takes constant restraint and self-discipline to to avoid getting sucked into the day-to-day and to to keep focused on the the most important but not necessarily most urgent tasks there's one article I think that might be of interest to people I, I would assume maybe some of you have read it before but there's a there's a chap called Paul Graham who um, started Y Combinator a very famous investment angel investment. Um, fund and uh, incubator kind of thing and out of Y Combinator came some huge success stories including uh, Airbnb and well many other many other great companies I'm sort of winging it off the top of my head and I don't want to make a mistake so I know Airbnb came out of it but but Paul Graham wrote a great essay he's written many many great essays for founders for people starting companies thinking about starting companies and uh, one of my favorites is uh, an essay simply titled maker versus manager and in that he shares a lot of thinking on how you can split up your schedule and 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 try to to balance your time between those two very different skill sets and disciplines so if i if i had to say one one piece of advice or i don't know a couple of pieces of of advice or action steps from from this episode i would just say Try to, try to divide out the tasks you have for what's working in the business versus what's working on the business. And try to remind yourself that what's important is really urgent and what's urgent is really important. I stole that quote, by the way. I forget where from. I guess another action step would be go check out Paul Graham's essay. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. And, and finally, I think, don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> everyone in the world is exhausted right now, to some extent. Um, everyone has had over a year of being in a totally different environment, trying to get used to things. And, and we, all have, we all have off days, we all have off weeks. And, and, and just stick with it, and, and, and don't be too hard on yourself reward yourself, and uh, keep going. And I uh, hope this episode has been helpful. Thanks, and see you soon. Thanks for listening to episode five of Lost and Founder. It means the world to have you listening along, and I hope you'll join me for many more episodes to come. If you have got any feedback on this episode, I always want to hear it. Whether it's simply, it was great, or it was awful, it was the worst thing I've ever heard, or James, you should get a better microphone. Yes, I know, I, I'm going to get one soon. I. Uh I didn't want to overinvest in something before I before I knew people would be interested in it. So I hope you can put up with my, my audio quality for the time being. But I will address it soon, I promise. And and yeah, I just want to say thanks again for, for tuning in and, and hopefully you will join me for future episodes. Thanks. Thanks to everyone for listening and see you next time. Cheers. <laughs>